Welcome to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast, a deep dive into biblical leadership with pastor and author, Dr. Gerald Brooks. Hi, this is Gerald Brooks. Thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast. I really think today is going to be helpful and impactful to a lot of leaders. So thank you for listening. I want to ask a favor So often in leadership, what happens is leaders are always looking for places where they can get content, something that can speak to where they are in their journey of leadership. But often what happens is, is that when we find those places, we tend to keep that information to ourselves. We don't let others know about it. And I'm asking you if you would go out of your way to maybe let three or four leaders know about the podcast. If you're getting uh, good content from it and it's helping you, that you could just let them know about it. Because I think uh, the more we raise the level of leadership of everyone, the better society is going to be, the better the kingdom of God's going to be. So I just plead with you, if you will, to think of three or four people and let them know about the podcast. That being said, I want to say on May 11th, I will be in Norcross, Georgia. Very dear friends, Johnson Bowie, who is the pastor, Dennis Rouse, who is the founding pastor, and I will be doing a roundtable there. We already have a large group of uh, people coming, and we would love to have you join us. You're in the Southeast. Come and be a part of that. You can go to my website, and you can sign up. Also, I want to encourage you that uh, on Memorial Day weekend, I'm going to be up in Spokane, Washington, and we'll be doing some leadership training uh, with Rick Sharkey. And he's just uh, an amazing friend whom I love so much. And I just think if you're up in the Northwest, this would be a good moment for you also. So that being said, today, I want to talk to you about staying on course staying on course. For years, I used to illustrate leadership this way. Leadership is the ability to hold on to the steering wheel while everyone else is jumping in the car trying to pull it out of your hands. And that leadership is the ability to stay on course when other people are trying to take control, maybe change the course. Circumstances are such that the course is uh, being pulled a a certain way. Can you stay on course? And I just want to give you some very uh, pragmatic ways that I think you can stay on course. Number one is this, uh, having wisdom to have clarity in chaos. Just wisdom in the midst of chaos. Can you have wisdom to have clarity in the midst of chaos? In the Bible, in James chapter 1, I believe it's at verse 5, it says this, If any lack wisdom, let him ask of God, and he will give it to him freely, and he'll give it to him uh, without any reservation, and there will be large dimensions of it available. That being said, wisdom to have clarity during chaos. See, Productivity in chaos is a required skill. Why? Because there will always be something going wrong. There will always be something going wrong. Can you really think of a whole lot of days where nothing went wrong? Nothing went wrong in your life. Nothing went wrong in the lives of the people you're leading. Nothing went wrong in the organization that you're overseeing. Can you think of how many days that is? 
Well, to have productivity in chaos is a required skill because there will always be something going wrong. Now, to be productive on bad days requires wisdom. And sometimes it's generalized wisdom, just things that we know that we do every day, that we don't let the chaos of the moment sort of creep in and compromise what we know we do every day. It's just the everyday stuff that we do. While on the other hand, uh, there is unique wisdom, uh, there is adaptive wisdom to a particular circumstance. And that adaptive wisdom is the ability to distinguish that unique combination. Well, if you are going to stay on course, you need general wisdom and you need specific wisdom. You need what we would call technical wisdom and you would need adaptive wisdom, technical wisdom of just knowing skills of leadership and then adaptive wisdom to be able to uh, recognize a particular moment and be able to uh, adjust to that. Uh, So you need wisdom. Uh, I recently came across a, um, a speech that was written during a very horrific time in the United States. It was a speech that was given by Lyndon Johnson, the president at that time. It happened after what was called Bloody Sunday. This was when Martin Luther King Jr. led the march over the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma, Alabama. And when he led that march, there is going to be a horrific response by local officials that is going to just go national as fire hoses, dogs, batons are being used to disrupt these marchers. And in the midst of everything going on, a few days later, Lyndon Johnson is going to uh, give a speech to the Joint House of Congress. And the speech is remarkable. It was written by a man named Dick Morris, who uh, was just a front seat observer and communicator in the middle of uh, chaotic moments. But I love it because it starts like this. It says, in our current crisis, immediate issues and emerging dangers. Get that. Think of your leadership journey right now. Current crisis. What is the current crisis you're dealing with? Is it COVID? Is it the nature of what COVID's done to your organization? Is it the fact that a thousand other things? What is the current crisis? There's always a current crisis. Imminent issues. What are the things that are pressing on you that you've got to do, that you've got to get done? Emerging dangers. What are the emerging dangers that you are confronted with? But he goes on and he says, in the midst of the current crisis, imminent issues and emerging dangers, we are fixed on a purpose. We are fixed on a purpose. What is he saying? In the midst of everything that's going on, we're going to stay on course. We're going to stay on course. And a part of wisdom is, is, is that the Bible associates wisdom with peace. Wisdom is, first of all, peaceable, is what it says later on. It is peaceable. It brings peace. So let me put it to you this. Can you be calm in chaos? Can you be calm in chaos? I was reading a book recently and it talked about uh, 
JFK, uh, John Kennedy, when he was president and was talking about during the Cuban Missile Crisis, those days in October where it looked like there was going to be a nuclear confrontation, which would have been world-ending kind of event. And in the midst of that, it says that as he was in his briefings, he would write down notes, but he would draw little pictures of a ship on the water. And the reason being was he was a sailor and he loved sailing and that's where he received peace. And what was he doing? He's hearing all this bad news that could be world ending, yet he's trying to stay calm in chaos. Calm in chaos. I love how the Navy SEALs put it. Calm is always contagious. Calm is always contagious. So number one, wisdom to have clarity and chaos. That helps you stay on course. Number two, strength to maintain stamina when there is fatigue. One of my favorite verses is Deuteronomy 33 and verse 25. It says, as your days are, so shall your strength be. Um, Another translation says, God will give you the strength to match your day. None of us wake up in the morning feeling strong. But the promise of God is, is that every day God will give you strength to match your day, that whatever you need, you will have it. See, if you are a leader, you don't know what the day will be like. But I can tell you this, if you're honest as a leader, the day is going to be bigger than you. You don't know what the day is going to be like. But if we're really, really honest as leaders, we know that the day is bigger than us. And so what we have to do to stay on course is we have to have stamina. Stamina is the combination of resiliency, the ability to bounce back from failure, and endurance, the ability to maintain, the ability to keep going. So stamina is the combination of resiliency to bounce back from failure and the and endurance, the ability just to maintain. So if you're going to stay the course, you're going to need strength to maintain stamina when there is fatigue around you. Number three, love in the midst of emotional disappointment. Love in the midst of emotional disappointment. We know in Romans chapter 5 and verse 5, it says that the love of God has been shed abroad in our heart. Now, that love takes a whole lot of dimensions. It's, it's inward love that we receive from God. It's outward love that we give to others, which is a gift from God that God's given us. And so we need both capacities there. We need that inward love that uh, we we feel the love and the strength of God in us, but we need that outward love that we're giving it to others. But we have to be able to uh, navigate through relational disappointment, the thing that's said to us that we do not like, the words that are communicated to us that uh, make us uh, cringe. We have to be able to have uh, love in the midst of disappointment because there's going to be things that are said. There are going to be events that unfold and actions that take place that just aren't what we want. 
And you've got to be able to look at life and you've got to be able to handle emotional disappointment. And you've got to be able to know that you're loved by God and you can love others through God. Two components. You can, you're loved by God and you can love others through God so that you know what is the length, the depth, the breadth, and the heart, uh, heart, height, excuse me, the height of the love of God, that you might be able to know what is the length, the depth, the breadth, and the height of the love of God. That kind of love that surpasses natural knowledge, that you have that, that you can handle emotional disappointment. Number four, uh, character for ethical uh, confusion, character for ethical confusion. Uh, right now, it seems like there are more areas that are gray than black and white. There are more issues that are uncertain than certain. And I love what it says in Psalm uh, 51 verses, uh, verse 10 and 11. It says, create in me a clean heart and renew in me a right spirit. See, as a leader, there's so many battles that you have to fight, but you don't have to fight character battles. You decide those beforehand. And so it's one thing to be fighting external issues, but you need to resolve internal issues. This is just who you are. This is just what you do. This is just how we do it. That you are in a situation that you've resolved the ethical confusion. This is what I'll do. This is how I will respond. This is who I am. And so character for ethical confusion. And then there's courage in the face of fear. Courage in the face of fear. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 5 God looks at this young leader and he says, only be courageous. See, it takes courage to lead. It takes courage to lead in new places. It takes courage to be focused. It takes courage to keep leading when you're surrounded by distraction. And it takes courage to finish. And it takes courage to run through the finish line. You need courage. Courage to lead in the face of fear. Hey, we're not going to sit here. We're going to do it. We're going to take the next step. We are going to take the next moment. We are going to do. And so there has to be courage. And number six, reflection for turbulent times. Just being reflective during turbulent times. I love Psalm 19, verse 14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord. Be acceptable in your sight, O Lord. And what is that saying? In business, they call it the true north. They're talking about that true north that you know this is where you're going. But, but here's the thing. True north is easy to see. It's difficult to get there. Why? Because life is filled with course course corrections. What we know is when a missile is shot off, there are these minute course corrections 
that are being calibrated into it because of spin rate, gravitational pull, speed and velocity, headwinds, all of these kind of things. And there's just these constant little corrections. Well, in life, there are course corrections. You're going to have to just reflect and say, hey, man, maybe I need to go here. Maybe I need to do this. Spiritually, this is required. I love it in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 21. It says that we're to be perfect even as he is perfect. Now, you talk about a verse that when you read it on uh, the face of things, it just looks like, wow, that's impossible. I'm never going to be perfect like Jesus. But what's, what's interesting is there's two different Greek words for perfect. The first word means to be flawless. It means to not have any error in it. And it says, be perfect as he is perfect. And so when we look at he is perfect, it means flawless. But when it talks about us being perfect, it's a different Greek word. It means to constantly adjust. See, I'm not perfect like Jesus, but I can constantly adjust. And that's what reflection during turbulent times is. We don't let bad times define us. We're redefining us in the midst of it. So if you're going to stay on course, let me just give you uh, the thoughts. You need wisdom to have clarity and chaos. You need strength to maintain stamina when there is great fatigue. You need love in the midst of emotional disappointment. You need character for ethical confusion. And you need courage in the face of fear. And then you need reflection for turbulent times so you stay on course. Well, I'm saying all of this because we need you to stay on course. We need you to hit the target that God has for you. And my prayer for you is that you will do the things that are necessary. And so thank you. I think one of the things is to always be a learner, to always be growing. So thank you for jumping into this podcast. I do want to just again plead with you. Could you let someone else know about this podcast? So maybe it would be helpful for them so that they could uh, really advance their leadership skills. And hey, all of you in Norcross, Georgia on May 11th or around the Southeast, come and join us. All of you in the North Northwest, come and join us on Memorial Day weekend at Rick Sharkey's. Hey, I love you so much. Thankful for all you do. Thank you for making heaven bigger and the kingdom of God better. Thank you for listening to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast. If you'd like more information on Dr. Brooks's books, audio, or speaking engagements, please go to GeraldBrooksMinistries.com.